Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we have a guest on the other side of the world, literally. Uh, we have Lenny Diane from Rhode Island here with us on West Underground. This is exciting. Our second uh, ever interview from the States. This time we're up east. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh man, this is amazing. And like we were just talking off the air and it kind of feels like we're time traveling a little bit because we're, we're you know, today's a Tuesday and you're in a Monday. It's, it's strange, but um, you know, what's the story behind, um, you know, your career? How have you, um, like, let's go back to the start. How did you become a musician? Yeah. So I played a show um, in high school and all of my friends, are you guys into like 2010s like post hardcore rock were you ever into that a little bit a little bit okay yeah well i sang a day to remember song i don't know if you guys know that band yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah okay <laughs> and uh the whole crowd was singing along and from that moment i really knew that like that was going to be what i was going to do for the rest of my life so then i went to berkeley college of music it's a big thing over here yeah probably not a big thing in australia but uh <laughs> they have a campus and uh in Spain, I think as well. Um, but that like really jump started like my career, like going into very professionally and taking it really seriously. Wow. And, um, you know, Berkeley, Berkeley's in New York. Yeah. Berkeley's in Boston. So oh. close oh. Everything to everybody else. Everything's in New York on the East coast, <laughs> <laughs> wow. but uh, very close. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, cause I, because John Mayer went to Berkeley, right? And uh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like so many musicians, like a bunch of guitar guitarists that I follow, like all went to Berkeley. But um, what was that experience like? Yeah, so I couldn't really afford it. It's very expensive. Um, but I was I was able to go for two years. My parents paid for one and I took out a loan on the other. And I was able to get my four year bachelor degree in those two years. Um, so I went for music business and audio production and engineering, and it was incredible. I honestly wish that I could have done the full four years because it was kind of like I had to cram everything into one year and it went out the other for the next class because I was taking yeah. so many classes. Um, but it was incredible. I love Berkeley. If I could go back, I would. Wow, that's amazing. And um, so then, so then after after Berkeley, like, did you did you put like a little band together, or was it just solely you producing music yourself? So I had a couple of relationships after Berkeley and I started writing some songs about all these guys. I pulled a T Swift. Um, back then I was more folky. I was very into folk music. I listened to a lot of uh, Ingrid Michaelson, um, James Bay, people like that. Uh, and I came out with a folk EP and I got a whole bunch of Berkeley musicians. So we went on tour on the East coast here. Yeah. Um, we did go to New York. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so playing with the guys is really nice. Um, I haven't played a band show probably since 2019 because of the pandemic, um, but I definitely miss it. Yeah, for sure. And like, are you guys out of the pandemic? Because we're we're we've been locked. We're still in lockdown at the moment. But um, what's the situation over there at the moment? Uh, who knows? <laughs> it's safe. It's not safe. Um, I think the CDC is very conflicted right now as to what we're supposed to be doing. Um, we don't have a mask mandate. However, it's being urged to wear masks, um, yeah. even if you're vaccinated. But I think I might be wrong on this, but I think more than half the country is vaccinated. Um, 
I totally might be off, but uh, at least over half of Rhode Island is vaccinated. So we've, we've been doing pretty well. Cool. Cool. Like, so does that mean like, um, you guys can like, do you still have bars and stuff open? Like, did you have yeah. bars stuff open in your lockdowns? Yeah. So I play, I play at bars, um, every week. Um, I'm vaccinated. So huh? <laughs> thank God. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was really crazy for a while. We did have like a full lockdown where restaurants weren't open at all and you can only do takeout. Um, but that hasn't been since like the start of 2020. So we've been pretty good for a while here. Wow. That's amazing. Like out over here is completely opposite. We had a couple months where like after the pandemic, we opened up everything. And then for like the last three months, I think it's been poor with like the, the uh, you know, we had some of like the people come over with Delta and then the like the state is and the whole country really is just going into lockdown for like going on 13 or 14 weeks now. But, wow. Yeah. But I think 70% of the country is now vaccinated. So it's not too long before we open up again. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I wish that we would go into lockdown because I feel like we could get some stuff done uh, more quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good and bad. Like, I think like this lockdown thing is really like, you know, taught me a lot because all of a sudden you have time to then do all the things that you kind of wanted to do when you were working or when life was really hectic. And now all of a sudden you have all this time and you're like, cool you know what can i do like how do i you know fill it up but um you know on like on your career too like what did what was the response from your exes when you wrote a song about them were they like were some of them pretty chuffed that they got a song written about them or were others like why'd you write a song about me i mean some of them don't know that ah. the songs are about them yeah. but some of them do and it was really funny um so i I've dated a lot of different guys and some of them have been foreign. Um, so I dated a British guy and a Dutch guy. Um, and I actually left the Dutch guy for the British guy. Um, crazy, crazy story. I met people online. Have you guys been on like any sort of gaming, not even a dating app, just a gaming app. I was on a, did you guys have tap tap revenge back in 2010? Everything comes back to 2010 for some reason. Oh, shit, I remember <laughs> tap tap. Holy crap. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, there was, yeah. there was there were different there were multiple games like Tap to Revenge and there was different type of well you can make yeah. people in that game did you I remember holy shit holy yeah, yeah, forgot yeah. About, I forgot about that memory unlocked um but yeah so I I met a guy on that that chat room in Tap Tap Revenge and uh five years later we decided to meet in in Amsterdam and we dated for a year and then I was accepted into a songwriting program in France where I met the British guy um and then. I went, was going to go on a cruise ship tour with him in Australia, yeah. booked my flight to Australia, but then he canceled it. Um, so I had that month off and I, I went and lived in England with him and I wrote a song called Hey London about it. And I also wrote a song called Cumbria, which is a place in England about that relationship. And he was on a live stream when somebody requested it. And so it was kind of obvious. <laughs> And it was, he was like, this is kind of awkward, um, but it was fine. That worked out. And then another song on my album is called Wake Up Call. And I actually say the guy's name in it um, secretly. Uh, and um, that song is very, very specific to him. And I actually had to be like, hey, is it OK that this song's like very specific to our breakup? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. So eh. <laughs> he'll probably come back to you. He goes, I remember that song you made. Did you make any uh, ching ching? <laughs> I mean, 
his name is very well disguised in the song, so you wouldn't know unless you knew him. That's pretty cool. Like I, I you know, he sounds like a good, good sport that he was like, you know, I don't care, you know. But um, not a great boyfriend, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about um, you know, you? I was going to ask the question too about the Hey London song, but you've 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 pretty much summed that up now. But what you know, did you get a um? Were you inspired by anything else by that, that you know, European, um, you know, trip? Yeah, so I love Europe. If I could live anywhere, I haven't been to Australia, so I'm not counting it out. But um, if I could live anywhere, it would be Amsterdam. I love the Netherlands. Um, but I mean, that relationship, the Dutch relationship really gave me a, a sense of like, kind of like nostalgia, first crush kind of feeling. Because falling in love in another country is really easy because everything's all exciting, you know? Um, so it was very first crush. Like I felt like I was like in middle school all over again. Um, so that was that was a really great relationship. And then obviously Cumbria and Hey London, that relationship wasn't as great. Um, <laughs> but I loved it over there. Yeah, cool. That's very cool. And um, like... <laughs> That's such, that's so amazing that you like followed your instinct and like actually went over there. Cause it seems like such a risky thing to do in a way, but you know, I could have been murdered, but I wasn't, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to Oxford cause I might be going overseas as well. So I'm glad it's safe, safe to go to Amsterdam and UK, but it's always yeah, going to be safe yeah. if you do the right thing. But just when you're on overseas, did you play any music when you're in those countries, like any gigs and that as well? Yes, I played a couple shows in England with the the guy that I was seeing. Um, but when I was in the Netherlands, I didn't I didn't play any shows. Um, I'd love to go back and play shows there. The crowds in other countries are so different from the crowds here. Um, if I play like a bar show here, people are kind of like doing their own thing. They're eating. They like to listen to me and they they enjoy me and they tip me and they give me compliments. Um, but in England, people were like drunk and singing every song with you trying to steal the mic like going insane it was like one of the most funnest shows it's it, people are just like really happy to be out there <laughs> well i think i think that's a like a like a cultural thing i think we share with the you know the english you know getting very drunk and rowdy at shows Uh, yeah, I wish I could have played some shows uh, on that cruise in Australia. Australia seems pretty cool. A lot of things that can kill you, but pretty cool. <laughs> oh, look, I had I had this debate the other day with like, um, you know, with the guy that we did the interview in LA. Like, I feel like, you know, we always get show. They show like crocodiles and stuff in Australia, but like, that's like one part of the country, but we don't have like coyotes or or rattlesnakes or mountain lions. Like, I was like, that seems crazy. Like, you can get eaten by a bear. Like, do you have bears in Rhode Island? I mean, we we don't really. Uh, you could see one every once in a while. It makes the news. Like, that's how little we have them. But you guys have, like, crazy insects and, like, snakes that just, like, chill in your toilet. No thanks. Like, <laughs> that'd be scary. <laughs> that's, like, unsuspecting. Like, if you go out in the woods, yeah, you might expect to, like, see a coyote or something. You don't expect for a creature to be in your toilet, all right? Yeah, well, you may have a good point there. Like, uh... <laughs> uh, I think like do you, do you guys get snakes in pools and stuff over there like 
Okay. Maybe I mean, maybe big in Florida, time. but like not here in Rhode Island. Oh. We, we have like garden snakes or garter snakes or whatever they're called. We don't have any, I don't think we have any venomous snakes here. Um, but that you never see snakes. You never see snakes. You never see huge spiders. There's no spiders the size of your hand here. So cool. <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I think if you haven't seen one of those, like you, you, you'll definitely get the shock of your life. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have like crow like birds that come and attack you. Right. Oh yeah. The like magpies. Yes. Yes. That, that is scary as shit. You walk past the tree and all of a sudden you'll see this thing and you just have to run and you look so stupid running from a bird that's swooping you and everybody <laughs> else and everyone else thinks it's funny as, but in that moment, you are truly terrified. I believe it. I, we have Canadian geese here and they will chase you too, but not as scary as the videos I've seen of those magpies. So I believe it. Oh, look, those magpies are my worst nightmare when you had to walk home from school or do anything like that. You have to run and they chase you for a good like hundred meters or so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep you on your toes, that's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, like what's the what's the scene like over there in you know in the States? Like, are you is it easy to be a like a traveling musician? Like, is it easy to be a musician or is it a real kind of competitive uh, force over there? So I'm from the smallest state in the United States. It's very, 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 very small. Um, probably like a million of us could fit into Australia. <laughs> That's totally off. My math is off, but we're very small. Um, and here, I mean, the competition's very different. Everybody's in kind of different genres. There's not a lot of pop artists in Rhode Island. Um, whereas Massachusetts, Boston, um, there's a better scene there for that. Um, they have the New England Music Awards. Boston's kind of like the mecca for new england for where everybody meets up to do big shows um you know someone like Billie eilish she wouldn't come play providence she'd go play boston <laughs> so so um there it's a little it's a little tougher but there's like incredible musicians because of berkeley everybody goes to boston um but here i mean i play shows two to five nights a week and i have no problem getting shows um in boston it'd probably be a little bit harder <laughs> <laughs> that's cool you mentioned billy eilish then um a couple of years ago that we have this little festival in sydney um and the names just uh slipped off the you know i can't remember it at this very moment which i should but um anyway billy eilish play and her brother they did they played at this festival they weren't even headlining that year and then it was the you know next two years all of a sudden everyone's like oh billy eilish billy eilish and uh you know at this little festival you know the, her stage was tiny wow and uh, yeah and it's just amazing like you know how how she's just kind of blown up and you know became like this big superstar and a couple of years ago you could you know you she I, you probably could have you know gone and met, met her you know funny <laughs> Yeah, that's insane. Do you know the festival I'm talking about, Paul? The um, oh, the name will come back to me during this podcast, I'm sure. But no, I'm uh, not too sure, man. It's gonna hit you at like two a.m. and you're gonna be like, yeah. uh. I'm more into the heavier stuff, so I'm not too sure. Maybe it was like, oh, um, fields or something. Like, is it like around Laneway. New Year's Day? Laneway is it? Laneway, yeah. Or Splendor? No, Laneway. Laneway, okay. Laneway, yeah, and like the headlining artist was like Mac DeMarco. 
Billie Eilish was there with her brother. Yeah, he's a Canadian girl, <laughs> but you know. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, but um, you know, it was just uh, it's just really interesting to kind of like see her blow up and become absolutely you know mega, and um, yeah, just remember her being you know like 20 20 meters away from you with her brother wow yeah yeah i don't love to see her play i i had tickets to see her but pandemic happened and oh, the okay. but big fan big fan yeah for sure like i feel like there's a you your music definitely has a bit of a billy eilish influence to it thanks yeah uh i um so bad guy was one of the influences for i love you to death uh the last song on my album Cool. And that bad guy song, um, like, like samples our, our, our street, uh, you know, like the, do you have buttons when you cross streets there? Like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a noise. Yeah. Like her brother just decided, oh, you know, our noise is funny. So he pulled out his like, you know, phone and just recorded that. And that's the, da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's just really interesting. It's like, oh, I'd, I'd like, I never, I never thought that our, you know, little street buttons were, you know, different or in a unique. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ours go walk. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a little, at least here, I was just say walk. <laughs> Is it like a Siri voice? No, it's like an angry woman voice. Oh. <laughs> Very stern. In New Zealand, they've got, um, the same thing as Australia, but they've got like a countdown. So you're like 15 seconds across the road. So when I was in New Zealand, me and my was like, oh shit. So we just start sprinting across the road thinking that this is going to like count down so fast. But oh, yeah, there's, a few streets of Sydney. Yeah. there's a few streets of Sydney that do have those 15 second countdowns, but in New Zealand, it's really big in Auckland. So it might be yeah, a new thing. Yeah, count down, but they don't, they don't like say that they're counting down. You can just see it in front of you. Yeah, and our street ones are always broken too because like they don't give you enough time to actually cross the road. You get halfway and it stops and then you kind of have to do the dash. <laughs> uh, which, you know, but um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the plans for you like in the near future? Have you got more, have you been like recording music in this like, you know, uncertain the like lockdown period? Yeah, so um having this this whole pandemic it gave me a lot of time to co-write with other artists um and do a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that i usually don't get to well i i do get to do but i always procrastinate on um <laughs> so having the downtime was a little bit nice um i'm already starting the second album so i have three songs done on the second album and they're they're more breakup songs uh, <laughs> no shame no shame uh but yeah i'm really enjoying it i'm kind of like crossing over into this kind of pop punky kind of more like wake up call vibe yeah um which is really fun for me because it gets out my little angst no. <laughs> nice. and uh i see a guitar on the wall do you play as well yeah so that's, on the wall. that's my old uh sg yeah. Uh, that's from high school. It has a um, stud belt strap, very emo. <laughs> <laughs> and then my Taylor uh, and my Martin are also over there. Uh, I play acoustic a lot more. Whenever I play out, I play acoustic. Nice, nice. And uh, is it hard to be angsty with the acoustic guitar or you find it? <laughs> 
it's it's uh I mean I used to listen to a lot of acoustic paramore songs so you know it's 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 like that um but I do I do a lot of cover gigs so I've been doing a lot of like 90s covers today's hits um and that's that's easy to do on acoustic <laughs> sometimes I play with my telecaster though and that's in the ah, box yeah. over there yeah <laughs> very nice and uh have you done any like little festivals in the states yeah yeah i've done uh so we have the big e here which is a huge festival um for the east coast i haven't done any like big festivals like Lollapalooza or anything <laughs> but uh little new england festivals uh i do a lot i'm actually playing one um this sunday the brockton downtown festival but yeah cool very cool and um you said you you keep i like i've heard you say new england is that a is new england a place or yes yeah, so, <laughs> so the states the whole like right side of the states uh the top right side is new england um so it's just like it's like england but new england <laughs> everything here is named after like when i went to england everything had the same names as over here so it's literally new england um but they have like it's a very specific aesthetic everything here is very like cottagey but like beach cottagey <laughs> very cool and uh like i think is i think that might be the same thing for like every western country like you know here like every like little suburb is you know named after like english towns and you know, um, places like that. I think it's the same for Canada as well, to a, to a degree, but a little bit of French mixed in there somewhere. Yeah, Canada has a lot of uh, Native American, uh, not Native American, but uh, Native names. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been to Canada? Like have played been played any shows up there? No, uh, I wish. Uh, I love Canada. I My whole family's French Canadian, so we're all from Quebec. Um, and I love it there, but I haven't played any shows there. I think it'd be really hard. It's hard to get back into the US. It's just, it's just a thing. When you're in a car, it's different from when you're flying and you have like customs. When you're in a car, you're parked at that border thing for like ever. Oh, really? <laughs> waiting to get by. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and getting into Canada is super easy. Getting back to the US, they, they, don't, they don't like that. <laughs> oh. So it's like a one-way ticket. You can go, you can go out, but you can't come back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in in the United States defense, uh, when I went to Canada, my boyfriend at the time bought a sword that was like a replica of like Excalibur, and that's why they wouldn't let us back. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, coming up with all the boyfriend stories tonight, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're making a career out of you anyway so you don't you know it's on the topic <laughs> that's true so um do you have any other songs that are not related to relationships as well was it easy to obviously have make songs by experience or make songs that are not by experience yeah so i've just happened to date a lot <laughs> so and my dating history hold on the dogs are barking so wait one second I'm gonna have to separate them. Yeah, we can edit this out. Oh. Can you see them on the ground over here? Yeah. <laughs> They're all running away from me. 
Okay, everybody's separated now. Everybody gets their own room. Um, so what was the question again? Oh, shit. Um, um, <laughs> hey, you're oh, it, was, it was about what, like, do you have any other songs other than the, obviously, the experience of breakup? Yes. Okay. So I've dated a lot. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very easy for me to write about that. And my relationships are very interesting and slightly unexpected at times. Um, but I do have, I have one song off of this album. My album's called Self-Titled, by the way, that I just released uh, at the top of the month. Um, and one of the songs on it is called Kick It In The Shadows. And that song is about me being a little scene emo kid in, in high school um, and really finding empowerment and, and dressing darker and feeling kind of like a badass and um, liking that style. And me and my friends being kind of like the island of misfits toys, uh, <laughs> and uh, just being ourselves and having fun and not not being judged. Um, and then a song on my older album, Can't Refuse, um, is called Wouldn't It Be Nice. And that song's about everything in my life kind of falling apart because Berkeley was threatening to take away some of my credits, um, and things were just going weird in my life, and I just was wanting everything to kind of fall in line. Um, but other than that, everything else is uh, about boys. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it feels like I'm going through that phase of kicking in the shadows and wearing all black and listening to rock and being rebellious <laughs> and rock and roll. Yeah, you should listen to kicking in the shadows. It's a, yeah, it's, it's, a good... it's got a that's a nice title. Every time I see a title that's good, I might have to listen to it. So I might have to listen hey. to it. After this. <laughs> kicking in the shadows is very pop. Um, if you like more harder stuff, like if you like kind of like Paramore, uh, which isn't hard and, and metal by any means, um, but in my sense of harder stuff, uh, you'd like Wake Up Call. Awesome. Thanks for the thanks for the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, have you got any like, um, you know, like, I'm just figuring out how to word this, like any aspirations to like, um, play like any bigger shows around the around the states like where would you like to go anywhere everywhere um no i'd love to play shows out in la um all my friends after berkeley moved to la and i was seeing some we have i don't know if you guys it might be an international thing do you guys have so far sounds that might just be national to us um but they have incredible shows out in la um where you get the email and it doesn't disclose who's playing and it doesn't disclose the location and it's super hush hush and like only a certain amount of people are invited and then you go to this place that's like in a warehouse but it's all dressed up in like super indie awesome like architecture and stuff um and then you watch these random people that you've never seen before play and billy was actually on that oh cool. so comes full circle uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so far sounds is really cool i'd love to do an la show with them well, uh, you know, they'll have to come to Australia too, because that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, it's very hipster. It's very hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about like, like everyone who moves out to like LA? Is that, um, like, is that a, is that a common thing? Like, do you think? Because, uh, you know, was your was your other American artist? Were they from LA? Yeah, they were from LA. Like, does everyone just go to LA? But then, like. Like, do many people end up coming home like pretty soon after? Is it, you know, once I get down there, I imagine it's like super competitive. It's like, 
I mean, maybe it's really competitive. My thing would be, it's just really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a million dollars to have a room. Um, but I mean, everybody that I've known that has moved out there has not moved back and everybody loves it. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice to not have seasons because we have a lot of snow here on the, the East Coast. So it would be nice to just chill um, at the beach all the time. Um, but I mean, I, as it being, it's probably oversaturated over there, but my friends don't have problems getting shows and every show that I've gone to there has been really cool. They just have really cool venues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're like, you know, that's, that's LA's thing, isn't it? Like they're the Mecca of entertainment. Yeah. But I, I, I just wonder like, you know, cause everyone, you know, seems to, to flock to LA, but I wonder if it's like, if it, you know, is it super competitive or what it's like from your friends that have gone there? you know are there many people that are coming from like the the country and rural parts and kind of making it and then ending up back in back in la kind of with a fan base do you know what i mean like kind of doing it reverse i don't know if anybody from like a rural area would want to move to <laughs> just because it's such a city city and it's so overpopulated yeah. um the people that live in rural areas usually stick to the rural area i mean there's a tiny town in rhode island um that's a rural area called burrowville and and we live like 30 minutes from the ocean anywhere in rhode island and those people don't even see the ocean sometimes yeah. <laughs> they're like known for that sorry for anybody from burrowville um but <laughs> i mean i see like a lot of people from like other countries move to to la to try to like have a, a music career here um which we love i mean we love accents i was actually a little scared coming on this show that i wouldn't be, un be able to understand you guys sometimes but we're, we're doing pretty good yeah. uh, <laughs> but everybody over here loves the accents <laughs> well yeah um before the interview uh, before you joined the zoom call uh we were talking about you know trying to tone down the the australian accent a little bit <laughs> oh no it's okay <laughs> you can go full blown I'll, i the only thing with with Australian accents, sometimes I can't tell the O's from the R's. Your O's are Ari. Oh, I, oh, I've never, I've, I've never actually like realized that, um, like that. You know, <laughs> you, I feel like you don't realize things about your accent until people, until people like tell you. Like, okay, do you like? do you think that like like you have a like a like an american accent because half the time like i don't think like i really have an accent until you meet somebody from somewhere else and they're like oh you have a you sound australian and i'm like well, well i am but you know i mean yeah no i think my accent's really bland i have a very neutral american accent whereas there's so many different accents here the rhode island accent is very i don't even think i could do it um <laughs> It's kind of like a Boston accent, like pack the cat, like they, they talk like that. Yeah. Um, and that's not even a good Boston accent. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I think my accent is very bland. I feel like I, I'm the neutral accent, but I feel like everybody thinks they're the neutral accent and everybody else is like fancy. <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> but in, here we have so like we have the southern accents we have the midwestern accents we have like a california a dude kind of an accent <laughs> um do you guys have different like accents um, as like, an australian accent because really, i think australia is like too new of a country where like you 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 guys in the u.s have a couple hundred years on us 
like so oh, really? I feel like moved around and then like yeah so Australia was just like I think we've only been a country for like you know a couple hundred years like so since like the so so in in that time we've kind of not really been able to develop like we give all the people up north like the Queenslanders shit because they speak really slow but uh, <laughs> you know and just tease them and uh but you so know what, what accent is the h2o accent yeah, that's like probably like the proper Aussie with like no cultural background like they'll like they're probably ancestors with like the convicts and they just that's the topic. Yeah. So like you hear it from South Australia, Northern Territory, but whereas Sydney, it's more like multicultural. So you sound like what your parents sound like. So if you're like Lebanese or Indian background, you'll probably have that accent. Oh, with wow. it. Yeah. So it's more just where whoever you brought up with. Yeah. There's no based accent unless if you like don't have any cultural background or anything. Actually, okay. I, I, uh, I just want to go one thing deeper on what you said, Paul. I think there is just like one kind of Australian accent that exists outside of Sydney. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You've got to be in like South Australia. But, uh, you know, like in Sydney, it's just kind of like when I moved here, I moved here from like the country. And like when I got here, I was like, oh, shit, I have to kind of work on my voice here because people, are, you know, don't under, understand what I'm saying. So and I had to kind wow. of it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that one accent is Chris Hemsworth. That's his voice. That's what you hear okay. as a proper Australian. So he's from Melbourne, but that's the accent you hear from anyone. So everyone sounds like Chris Hemsworth. The, the, the H2O challenge where you, you say Cleo with the with the uh, Australian accent. Have you guys seen that? No, like Cleo. Like, how do you say Yeah, it? see how Cleo, <laughs> the er. <laughs> you guys do it it's 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 cool i like it ah well, i don't know it's just um i don't know it just rolls off the tongue that way because we we said cleo oh oh what's the, what's the difference cleo i don't know i don't know the difference <laughs> cleo. But then did, I, did, did, I, did i do it okay do I, do I have an okay australian accent can i pass i don't even know what the right way to say it anymore I don't know. you got me confused <laughs> Like you, when you said it, I felt like it was a little bit of English. It was like Cleo, you know. <laughs> so I can't, I can't pass for Australian. Oh, uh, look, give it a, just, just keep practicing and uh, get it. <laughs> okay. But um, uh, you know, it is what it is. I suppose, like uh, you, you know, at this this moment right now is reminding me that I have an Australian accent because half the time. Yeah. I'm yeah you have accent you have more of an accent than i do because you're from rural Dubbo, so you probably get that proper aussie accent whereas me i don't have an aussie accent so when people right. from overseas like oh my god you're aussie accent i'm like nope nope this ain't aussie because <laughs> my dad's wow. scottish and all that so i got like whatever my cultural background is and whatever listen to this i'm not proper aussie That's aussie cool. i love i love uh scotland and uh, you know the the question that I was asking you before, I feel like I phrased it a little bit wrong. The the what I was trying to ask in a way was like, um, coming you know, back to it. <laughs> I'm coming back to it because I, I I I phrased it completely wrong. But um, I, I meant to ask like, is you know how um there's a lot of artists I suppose that kind of go to LA and you know like a handful of them will be really really successful and kind of rise to the top. Yeah. Um, like people like Billie Eilish and you know, um, but is there is there you know a demographic of musicians and stuff like that that kind of go around um when i said rural areas so i just meant like not like 
the cities, not like New York or California kind of go around the, you know, the back, the back end of the States, like in, in Australia, or, you know, just give an example from here, like Sydney and Melbourne are our capital cities, but there's a lot of people that will kind of go and travel and play all the, all the little towns and all the, you know, kind of cities and then kind of come back to, you know, Sydney or Melbourne with a, you know, a following. I'm just wondering, is that a strategy that people use in the States? Yeah. I mean, you try to conquer the States is so big. Uh, I mean, probably you guys don't, do you guys have as many people as you have land there? I feel like it's a lot of land. That's like just chilling. Oh, it's definitely more land than people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Your population is 300 and something million. Ours is like 20 million. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you try to conquer like little regions of of the United States. Um, but like you don't really need to move to LA. I know people are like, ah, it's, it's great. Like it is great out there. Um, but if you can conquer your own city or your own region, um, and then send your music to the LA record labels. I mean, that works just as well, you know, (laughs) you know, as long as you get millions of streams, it doesn't matter if the millions of streams are in California, they could be anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think kind of just, um, conquering your own little fan base in your own region of where you are works and you don't even have to move to LA after you've done it. <laughs> that would be my, my take on the matter. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was just interested because, you know, as I, you know, as we've discussed here, like so many people move out there and, and you know, do you, do you need to, or you don't need to? And I think you've answered oh, like, that. So that's, that's cool. Have you guys been? Been? Yeah. To, to LA? Yeah, so I have lived in LA and I lived in oh, wow. uh, in Florida and have no memory of it. Okay. <laughs> but I, Florida seems a little like Australia to me. You both have alligators, like. Well, it's probably why we went there. But um, when I was a child, like I spent you know months over there, but have no recollection of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was drinking okay. too much, in other words. Nah, he was too young. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Florida is pretty much good for disney and <laughs> and uh, um, there's tons of things that could kill you there too <laughs> oh okay i see so you know little australia yeah <laughs> uh, and uh like is it is it is it hard to is it hard to get gigs like in in different states like is it hard to do the traveling is it worth it I mean, the United States is so big that like it totally would not be worth it for me to do something on the West Coast or even in the middle or even down south. It's not worth it. Uh, <laughs> it's more worth it to stay in New England. Um, and if like New England's so small, it's just all the smallest states together. Yeah. Um, so if you were like an artist in Texas, it would probably be worth to do the whole state of Texas. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, virtual shows are really great right now because anybody anywhere can tune in and plus with the pandemic going on that's like key um but yeah i mean if you're doing a tour you're gonna lose a lot of money (laughs) as long as you got the funding to do a full u.s tour you're good but uh otherwise it's gonna cost a lot of money (laughs) yeah wow um you brought up texas then is texas going to become the next la no (laughs) Texas might branch off and be their own country at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't think, 
anywhere is going to really be able to compete with LA just because that's where all the stars live in Hollywood. And that's where, you know, the star, the actual star sidewalk thing is. Um, so I don't think there'll ever be like a new LA. Um, but Boston is pretty coming up um, in, in the music industry. So is Toronto, Canada, a lot of things happening there too. Is um, Boston like Little Island? Boston? Yeah, like a little version of uh, like Ireland. Like Ireland. No, so it's attached. So Rhode Island is also called an island, but it's not. Everything's attached. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking up. I have a U.S. map up there. I, it's not a U.S. map. It's a world map. And I scratch off all the little countries that I've been through. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all one side of the the states is new england um and boston's kind of smack dab in the middle of new england but, but like island the country like because any every time i say anything about boston it's always looks very irish like oh you know, like, okay. I, 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 yeah so all the irish moved to boston uh when when they came over here and like there's a huge people in Boston think they're Irish when they're not. Uh, <laughs> they, they just have like St. Patrick's Day celebrations. There's a lot of bands that have, I think Dropkick Kick Murphys has come out of uh, Boston, uh, the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Like tons of Irish bands have come out of Boston, but they are not part of Ireland, <laughs> although they'd like to be. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Like every time I see anything about Boston, it, it, you know, it always looks like a little version of Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> they have like, everyone's dressed up like, you know, in St. Patrick's gear all year round, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'd like to think they're very Irish and some of them are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a big, big kind of festival thing that happens over here. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And, um, you know what's the what's the vibe like out in 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 boston is it cool yeah i mean boston's definitely more popping than rhode island i can tell you that yeah. um so the the bars well this isn't gonna be cool to you guys because you guys what's your drinking age over there like 16 17 uh like 18 but everyone starts at 15 16. yeah <laughs> And do your do your bars and clubs stay open till like two a.m.? Yes, yeah. some yeah, not not all of them, but some of them do. All right, all right. So we're we're still a little bit cool because uh, there's clubs and and bars that stay open till two a.m. in in Boston, whereas everything here in Rhode Island closes at like midnight. <laughs> so, um, Boston definitely has way more um, music venues um, than than Rhode Island as a whole. Um, and Boston's just a city in Massachusetts, um, but it's like the Mecca of <laughs> New England. Um, it, it competes with New York City. Um, not as big of a city as all, but definitely has a very lively music scene. Cool. And uh, like, you know how you're drinking like age is like 21, yeah? Is yeah. That's what I was like, like, is everyone drinking at 18, but like, you know, can't go to the actual pub? I mean, or does everyone yeah. actually like legitimately wait it out? Because if you have to wait it out to twenty one, that sucks. I did. I waited till twenty one, but oh that's just because I'm a goody two shoes. Uh, <laughs> my my friends didn't. Um, 
I, people in my high school didn't like super drink until they were like 17, 18. I don't really know anybody that drank at like 14, 15. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like our laws on that are a little backwards. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't understand it. Cause like, you know, like it seems like you can, cause we're not like in Australia, they, they took all guns away, but you guys can't drink, but have all the, you know, every weapon you want, but you can't have a drink. It's like, I don't understand. It seems so. Yeah. Funny. I'd rather not have any guns <laughs> and be able to drink. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. That's like one thing that I always, you know, it trips me out. It's like, you can do this, but you can't have a drink at like 18. Yeah. We're, we're the last backwards over here. We got to catch up with everyone else, but, uh, Is yeah. Canada 18? Can you drink it in Canada at 18? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Canada's 18. Oh, I, I lie. I did drink legally in Canada when I was 18. Once. <laughs> Once. Oh my God. In, in Australia, I think this part's like so backwards because like everyone here starts drinking at like six, like maybe 15, 16. What do you reckon, Paul? Okay, yeah, 16, 17, like low key, low key, 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. Everyone starts wearing like outfits and trying to sneak into the pub at that age. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's why, you know, before going full circle around to when you were talking about England, I think that's why, um, you know, English shows are like so rowdy because everyone just uses them as an excuse to get out. And the same thing here, like once everyone's there, it's just like, oh, let's go, let's party. Yeah, everybody has fun in England. It's it's like a fun party vibe. Whereas yeah, here, yeah. If the people that are drunk at the bar, you're like making fun of. <laughs> like, oh my God, those people. <laughs> you oh know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, yeah, definitely playing in England was a lot of fun. Cool. And this is, I'm not talking about like shows because you do get drunk and have fun at shows like actual venue shows but like at bars here it's way different vibe yeah and I noticed that with like Glastonbury and Coachella like the difference is like everyone at Glastonbury is like bopping and uh like Coachella seems like flat you know like everyone's just kind of stagnant watching and then it when you see like the well, everybody's high no <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe, but you know, Glastonbury looks like everyone's like, you know, like an ocean of people like jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because I've seen a lot of shows here. I've seen Radiohead and, and everybody's jumping up and down and, and rocking out along. And when I went to go see, do you know the band Codaline? Yeah, yeah. I saw Codaline in, in the Netherlands and I felt like everybody there was robots. Nobody moved. Everybody oh, like yeah. had their own spot and just like stood. I was like the drunk American in the back. <laughs> yeah, in um in Sydney, our festivals. I went to the Download Festival in Sydney about a couple of years ago. You got the moshing people jumping around at the front, and then as you've gradually go back, people are just standing there with the arms folded, like listening to the music. <laughs> and they're the ones who are usually in the band <laughs> listening to the music at the back. So it's a bit of both, like front people jumping around, and and at the back, just people with the arms crossed, head nodding their head. And they're and they're the people who are in bands, so they want to jump into the ourselves so it's just a different sort of you know yeah i can't i can't wait to play a show that has i've played to like audience that have like maybe like 400 to 600 people but i've never played like in a setting where like you would be jumping like it's always like before like i, I play for a lot of movie openings um so everybody's sitting waiting to watch the movie before i play <laughs> like, 
uh, so I've never really like had a crazy mosh pit experience. I can't wait to play with a band and and have that. Oh my god! Like just you know, not that I would mosh to my music, but you know, <laughs> bring your band over here and uh, you know play a show in in Sydney or Melbourne, and you'll have everyone moshing. You know, everyone just All right. down running in circles. I'll do it as long as there's no snakes in my toilet. We 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 got oh, that. Look, I, that I can't, no one, I can't promise you that. Like, <laughs> stay in the stay in the cities. You'll be safe in the cities. Don't go. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you go into country Australia, you're you're in snake territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, and make sure you you like. Do you guys have to check your shoes? At, you know, in, in America, like for snakes and I'm telling you, you got you guys gotta check your shoes, you gotta check your toilets, and you're like, we don't we don't have killer things out here. You have to check your shoes. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> we don't have that. Have a spider in there. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> you guys have black widows, right? Is that Pardon? you guys? You guys have black widows? What's a black widow? It's okay, you guys don't I don't have... think we do. I'm not I sure lie. if we do. You guys have some really venomous spider. Yeah, it's the um, like funnel the, webs and funnel like, web. Does funnel web is oh, okay, yeah. Um, redbacks. Yeah. Hate. No thanks. <laughs> oh, but the the bigger the but in Australia it's like the bigger the spider the safer they are. Like if you see a big spider, it's all right. You can kind of touch those ones. They won't bite you. No thanks. The bigger the spider, the further I run. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, they're the harmless ones. Like the littler ones, I'm like she's scared of, but the big ones, I'm like, oh, that's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I saw a thing of like you guys have like a spider that's like literally the size of your hand, and uh, it was under a lampshade, and somebody turned their lampshade on, and then they just saw the spider's shadow inside. Oh yeah, I've seen that video. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like oh. on the other side of Australia, um, there's a in the like the Western Australia, they have a, a spidey called the bird eater, and this one is this one is huge. I've never actually seen it in real it's life. It's a plate, yeah. Because <laughs> it literally that's what it does. It's fucking yep. massive. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to my little pop songs over here, where I don't have to check my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, like. Do uh do Aussie artists come out to you know Rhode Island? Have you ever heard of any of our people coming out there? Nope, you are the first one with this accent that I've ever spoken to. Um, no, I mean at Berkeley we had some people from South Africa, um, which kind of sounds like an Australian accent to me, but I have like dumb ears, so ah, uh, but now what <laughs> you probably are like, no, that's not even close. Well, I always find like the South Africans seem more aggressive than us with their accent. They're not being aggressive, but it's just the way they talk. It's, it always feels like it's quite in your face a little bit. You know, anything they say is like, hello, how are you? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I haven't, I haven't met any, anybody from, from Australia here. A um, couple people I know that were from Rhode Island moved to New Zealand, but that's, that's about it. That's that's slightly different again. Like the Paul, can you do a good New Zealand accent? I can't nah, do one. No, nah, I'm not gonna bother, man. No way. No, I can't do accents, man. No way. Yeah. Been there, but wouldn't actually. I think, like well, Auckland reminds me of Sydney. Like Auckland and Sydney are kind of similar because they both got the 
backpacker feel. So every shop or pub you go to, it's always backpackers. So I just feel like that. But whereas Wellington, you, where you get the traditional accents and all that. Ah, can you can you guys do my accent? Um, like I don't know because I'm gonna. Oh speak. boy. It's like your your accent. Like I can't do really do an American accent. Like it's really hard to do. But you're... that's very close. <laughs> that's that's better than my my little good night, mate. It's better than that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does a Hamish does a good Mick Jagger voice. If you want to get him to do that, oh, as well. I can't do it today. I haven't I haven't watched enough any any Rolling Stone shit to to do it. I have to be in the mood. <laughs> He has to have four drinks, so he has to be in a mood. And they're both usually the same thing. All right, all right. I might, I might hold you to that. I might message you on, on Instagram. Be like, hey, where's this, where's this video? Uh <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like accents are easy if you spend time with people from, you know, wherever, wherever you're trying to copy people from. Like, if you meet somebody, you don't reckon? No. I, I mean, I, I lived a month in in england every single day yeah. and i could barely understand the person i was staying with mother could barely understand her really Seems like a different language to me and we were speaking english <laughs> i could not pick that up if i tried but, uh, england has so many that it's really hard to do because you've kind of got like northern ones and like london ones and even in london you've got a variation of different accents like the you know, I feel like the the Cockney one is the easiest one to start. Oh, the Cockney, yeah. The English ones, because that's Oasis, right? Is an Oasis have a co Cockney accent? No, uh, no, Oasis have. Oh, that's Manchester. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. That one, you know, that's not. <laughs> but, um, like the, you know the uh, the guy in like the Batman movies who's like uh, Bruce Wayne's butler. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Wayne. You know, Master Wayne, Master Wayne. We got mail at the door. That one. That that's the easiest one to pick up. You know, because we oh, it off the tongue. You know, maybe it's easy for Australians to do because it's just kind of like like that. a John Lennon as well. John Lennon type as well. That's probably Liverpool maybe as well. Oh yeah, Liverpool's a bit harder because you got to swing the words to get it right. You know, like Paul McCartney. You know, it's all right. <laughs> it's the Beatles, man, it's really groovy. Yeah. <laughs> But, wow. Uh, I don't know. It's just easy. Just I, as a singer, like, can you do it? Like, cause it's kind of, it's kind of like, just like tonal a little bit. I couldn't, I don't think I could do it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I could do like, maybe like a posh British accent. That would be very bad. Um, and give it a go. What do I say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but maybe good, Russian, too. maybe Russian would be like a little. <laughs> I don't know. Can you like? Do you have many Russians? Because like in Australia, we don't have enough to be able to like. Like I don't know any Russians to be able to like pick up the accent. It's got that like privet kind of like, <laughs> like a kind of mobster kind of feel to it. Um. Yeah, we don't we don't have any, but you see them in movies all the time. Like <laughs> we don't really have anybody foreign in Rhode Island. Some British people, but not not a lot. Um, some Irish people, but then again, not a lot. Um, yeah. So I mean, you don't you hear Boston accents and different Rhode Island accents. <laughs> That's about it. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and, you know, got like getting back to music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taking a tour right here. Okay. <laughs> going from accents back into music, would you say like you write music uh, based on like melody first or like, you know, lyrics and music? So I have a voice, not voice memo, but like a notepad on my phone um, where I'm, it's called Song Babies, <laughs> my little song Brain Babies. <laughs> and um, it's just where I write down a whole bunch of different concepts or titles. Um, so like I wrote down Hey London um, among a whole bunch of other titles that I had in my phone and the guys that I was with in the room um, for that particular song, it was Gabe Simon, who's written for Dua Lipa. Um, but he liked that one. Um, so we'll just take like a concept or a title that I have and then kind of like pick kind of what groove uh, goes with that, what chords we would think go with that. And then basically I just hum gibberish in my own language until I come up with like vowel sounds that I like at the end of it. So like for Hey London, Hey London, my eyes are red. So I'd be like, <laughs> like trying to figure out what vowel sound I want there. Um, and then from there, I know that I want to rhyme with head. Um, so I'll, I'll pick all different vowel sounds that go with that and then come up with whatever words to fill in the spaces. Kind of like Mad Libs, I guess. I write in a Mad Lib style. Um, did you guys have those growing up? No, that's a great idea though. I like that. I like that um, idea and process. That's really good. That's yeah, a really so good kind of idea. Like a 90s thing where like it would have a sentence and then it have a blank space and you filled it in with whatever like kooky, silly thing. And so the whole story wouldn't make any sense. Um, but that's kind of how I write music. Um, and that's kind of how the whole album was written. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like that's a, that's like a unique uh, process. I know, well, like we've asked a lot of people that, and I feel like yours is, you know, quite unique, you know, like, uh, oh. you're the... <laughs> I don't know if that's good. Well, people are writing me like, yo, she's weird. She writes really weird. <laughs> no, but it, like, it, it makes sense too. Like, you can kind of see how, like some people I'm like, I don't understand how you're doing that. You know, I don't understand how yeah. your process works. Even when you're asking them about it, you're just like, my brain doesn't work like that. But your one is very like, you can see, you can see how it, you know, you evolve a song. And I like that. I like that because your your process makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So something makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then how how long does it take to then refine it until you're like, yeah, I'm happy with it now? So everything on the album was written and recorded as a demo in four hours. So every song had its own four hour slots to write and record it. Um, so that's just how long it took on that. My my first album didn't have any co-writers um on it and uh that was very quick i didn't revise any of it i didn't have anybody to argue with about it it was just like whatever came out of me came out and that was it um and the only song on on this current album self-titled that i wrote myself without any co-writers is cumbria and i wrote that immediately after landing uh in the states after being in england for a month and that song just came out of me like that and i didn't touch it afterwards and that was it <laughs> so usually four hours but when i write by myself it's like 20 30 minutes oh wow <laughs> yeah <That's amazing. laughs> thanks wow like that you know that's so fast um 
And then, <laughs> you, then do you, what do you use to track your songs? Do you like throwing them into Logic, Pro Tools, Ableton? What's your poison into recording? Yeah, so when I record my own demos, I do Pro Tools. Um, and I believe, so Nick Schwartz is my producer. He produced the entire album. He also co-wrote six of the songs on the album. Yeah. Um, he's incredible. Uh, he uses, I believe he uses Pro Tools as well. Um, and he's great. So <laughs> actually, I just switched over from Pro Tools to Logic because Max don't really like Pro Tools right now for some reason. Right. And I was going to ask, like, you're the first to use Pro Tools as well. Cause like, I feel like most musicians have either Logic or Ableton, like, mm -hmm. especially in Australia, cause Pro Tools uses like a monthly subscription. Yeah. Oh, wow. No. I mean, I don't know if it's it's for other people, not for me, because um, you get the program with your laptop at Berkeley. Oh, really? I came, oh, the uni oh, I came with the university. Cool. So like what Who does, like, you know, when Who gets those freebies when everyone has to pay for something similar, because she's a part of the um, academy. Cool, that's, um, that's amazing. Like, uh, I feel like music in Australia, everyone wants you to use Logic. So like, if you go study music, it's pushed on Logic on you. Yeah, Logic for me is a lot easier to work with, especially yeah. for me stuff. Um, Pro Tools, <laughs> Pro Tools, I kind of need like a manual from time to time to be like, How do, yeah. what, you know? Um, I've, I've definitely Safari searched a whole bunch of different questions when I'm using Pro Tools with, compared to using Logic. Um, but these days I, I don't really demo my own stuff as much. Um, I, I work with Nick a lot. Um, so I don't have that problem anymore, which is great because too many problems on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, if you've got somebody to help you out and do that for you, then life, life's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard being an independent artist cause you have to, I always say this saying and it never makes any sense, but, uh, you have to like dip your hands into many different hats or like wear many different hats. Or... Oh, it's so true. Like you have to be your marketing manager. You have to be yeah. a media influencer. You have to be your, your producer and you have to be the musician at the same time, all in one package. Yeah. And you're in your touring agent and it's, it's just, there's so much to do that if you can find somebody that you mesh well with to take one of those things off your plate it's like a godsend like it's great <laughs> so having nick is definitely really great for that um but all the other things that that go into releasing music is just like insane it's it's more than you could ever imagine without being in the industry you know independent or do you have a label behind you no so i'm independent right now um but i i do have uh so i'm working with b squared management and they're really great. They've been getting me some press. Um, I reached out to you guys myself, uh, <laughs> but they've been getting me some press and doing some playlisting on Spotify, which is super important for independent artists or really any artist in general to get a lot of spy, uh, Spotify playlisting. Um, but yeah, so I, I just try to do as much as I can by myself and get some help wherever I can as well. <laughs> all the, all the Aussies listening add a, add, um, you know, add to, add to all the Australian playlists, please. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I've been getting onto a lot of uh uh UK playlists lately. Um and for some reason you would think that like somewhere in the US would be my top city on Spotify, but Amsterdam is. So that's kind of cool, but <laughs> more more United States playlists as well as Australian playlists. I love that. 
yeah yeah for sure like i'm 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 sure so you know i'm sure yeah you'll end up on an australian playlist uh when this comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah sydney's in my top 20 right now on oh Spotify. really so, yeah cool that is pretty cool i'm you know it's weird though because every australian wants to go to the us and like um <laughs> You know, and I feel like sometimes you don't realize, we don't realize how lucky, you know, how, how good we have it until like, um, you, we, you know, we, we do this with artists out there because I feel like our, our like music scene so small compared to the rest of the world. And uh, it's cool that you're, you know, you've already, you know, found an audience in Sydney. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's very small. I think like only I have like 13 listeners there, but I have them. <laughs> All right, guys, listen here. We've got to push up the number. <laughs> save on your spotify <laughs> yeah <laughs> um where else where else like other than where else were you like surprised to find listeners in the world hmm. let me let me pull it up for a second i'll show you because there's there's like crazy countries that i didn't even know existed which is kind of sad <laughs> but um let me see where where my streams are right now so for countries that i don't know so my top country is the us then germany the netherlands united kingdom france for top five um and then let me see if there's i have south korea in here too yeah, nice. <laughs> like all right um slovenia um morocco those are countries that i wouldn't think that i would have kenya um serbia i vaguely remember learning about that country but like totally forgot it existed um let's see where else vietnam's in here like <laughs> andorra did not know that was a country what was the last one andorra where's that no idea <laughs> paul where's andorra do you know andorra andorra it's, a, it's not like a clothing shop or i don't, I don't know it's somewhere but yeah, Sydney's Sydney's oh, my top twenty. It's cool. Andorra in like Andorra in Sydney. No, Andorra is a country. A country. Oh, oh, is it A N D O R A? A N D or A N D O R A? Two R's. Two R's. I don't know. Well, I don't it's know. my next stop on my tour. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't. I'd like the Olympics were on recently, and I don't even remember them being in the Olympics. Yeah, there were some countries in the Olympics and I was like, oh, I did not like one person that. participating or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really it's really cool to be able to see your Spotify analytics and see where you're uh, trending and, and where people are playing you, because I mean, it helps an artist a lot because, you know, I saw that Sydney was on the list and then I discovered you guys and I was like, hmm, that might be cool, you know. So it's it's definitely cool to to reach out to people that are are foreign or in different different countries and get your music out there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I, I I always feel like in terms of the world, I feel like we're like the US's little little cousin. Like like if anything goes <laughs> to shit in Australia, we go to the US to like you know help or you know or you know Canada and the UK. Like well, I feel like we're all um, you know cousins but the u.s is like the big one yeah i feel like australians are more badass than us <laughs> i feel like you guys if there was like a zombie apocalypse you guys would definitely survive and half more than half the country would be wiped out over here <laughs> 
Well, I think your south would be all right because everyone it seems like they you know have all the weapons down there. So I feel like they would probably be. Yeah. Yes, but like you guys can wrestle like alligators with your bare hands. I mean, <laughs> do you guys really need the guns? <laughs> I feel like we would not be able to uh, chill with with you guys. I feel like you guys are way more badass. <laughs> Maybe like. Yeah, because I feel like you guys think when you like this is this is pure speculation, and also I've seen it from like when we've had like U.S. exchange students, and when I lived in the country, is everyone from the states thought that the kangaroos are really friendly? Until they no, I know they beat people up and like <laughs> strangle dogs. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I know I mean, that kangaroos aren't friendly, but I mean, maybe some people don't. Oh, um, like we had girl, a girl from California who was exchange student to one of the people at our school and like we would have kangaroos at the back of our school and she thought they were friendly and she was trying to go up and go, hello, little kangaroo. And we're like, get the, get away. <laughs> they, <were coming laughs> they have huge claws, which will just, you know, attack you. But yeah. <laughs> Your koala bears can kind of get feisty too, right? Yeah. Well, like koala bears, they eat eucalyptus um leaves which is like a tree they get high yeah they get super high and you take you take the eucalyptus away from them and then they become little bears okay but when they're like stoned out of their brain they're all right but then you have to be careful because if they do scratch you they've got chlamydia most of them oh okay <laughs> and you're telling me that you can't die as well <laughs> there's too much going on over there and you guys have great whites too right yeah yeah, mm. but you know, like just don't be, just you know, just don't you, be anywhere, any place, anytime, and you'll be safe. Pretty much, like you know, <laughs> don't, like you know, if you've got, if you've got a, uh, you know, if you fell over and scratched your knee, I wouldn't advise you know going, going out past the flags at the beach. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, but we don't have like scorpions and stuff. You've got scorpions over there, haven't you? That looks terrifying. We know in Rhode Island, uh, the West Coast does. What do you have in Rhode Island that's scary? Nothing. We're safe. <laughs> we have coyotes and that's about it. But like they wouldn't attack a human and they're very small. They're not like gigantic coyotes like on the West Coast. What about raccoons? What do they do? They're trash pandas. They're little guys that eat your trash and then they go and hide. <laughs> yeah, like they look harmless, but like I, you know, I. I've had one before, so they're kind of harmless. <laughs> and what about a skunk? Like, this is really off topic now, but I'm just curious. I've never seen. We're just into everything. Um, so, I mean, skunks smell really bad. Um, but other than that, they're pretty harmless. And possums look like the scariest thing, but they're very harmless too. So. Oh, we can do nothing here is gonna... possums here. Yeah, but not the same kind of possums we have, right? What's the difference? Ours are like white and have rat tails. Oh no. Yeah, so you have different ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's you guys have like crazy rodents. You got like the, the wombats, right? And capybaras or capybaras not where you're from. What's a capybara? Kookaburra. Oh, kookaburra. kookaburra. No, I know what a kookaburra is. That's a bird. Yeah, yeah. Capybara is like a gigantic guinea pig, but I guess they're African. They might not be Australian. But you oh, guys have yeah. wombats, no, I don't think right? Yeah, yeah we've got wombats, yeah. Wombats, yeah, not, okay, not wombats are harmless. We're doing a whole lesson here in geography and animals. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, but um, 
Yeah, the wombats are, the wombats are harmless. You just they're too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what about echidnas? Do you have echidnas? No. We have well, not in here, but in the the west coast and the south, we have armadillos. And they're like little roly poly armored rodents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's 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 pretty much you know an echidna, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks a little different. It has like a shell and it rolls up into an actual bowling ball. Oh no, no. Ours have spikes. Yeah. <laughs> ours well, you spikes. you have porcupines too, though, right? Oh, they're the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like they're but ours are like you know spiky and but they're but they won't hurt you. They they will if they spike you. No. Well, you have to step on it to get spiked. It won't come spike you. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah. Porcupines will attack you if you get close to them here. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. That's their defense mechanism, and their their little quills are poisonous, so you don't want to get that. Oh. <laughs> That's about it, though. But they're so slow that you would not. Like, there's nothing here that's going to kill you. We don't even have crazy spiders or snakes or sharks. That's no fun though. There's no risk in that then. There's no danger. No fun. Yeah, you need something to walk outside and, and not have to check my shoes, man. Uh, you know, you might have a point, but you know, like it just makes life a little bit interesting if you have to, you know, run the risk of seeing a snake every day. And that's why Australians are more badass. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are kicking it in the shadows over there. <laughs> uh, last one. <laughs> last plug. Got that one. <laughs> <laughs> even when you, like even when i've come across like snakes in my life like it's been a it's been it's been a terrifying but funny experience because you're like you know i could die right now but if i stay really still i'm gonna live and then um yeah that would not be me <laughs> i would not be the one that is staying really still i mean we have rattlesnakes but not not here um so i mean if you, if you ever want a break from the crazy killing spree <laughs> You can come to the East Coast. You'll be safe. We promise. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. Just moving forward before we wrap up, is there any new music you're making at the moment, and also any future plans? Yeah, so I have two songs pretty much completely done. Um, I don't know when I'm going to release them because I just dropped the album on uh, the 31st, so it hasn't even been out for a month yet. Um, and I'm really trying to push the album as much as possible as 12 songs on it. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of material to work with. Um, it's very, it's very relatable. Uh, it's about relationships in your twenties. So <laughs> everybody's been there, done that. Um, but I think I'll probably drop one of the next two singles, um, before the end of the year, or maybe at the start of the beginning, before the end of the year. Um, so <laughs> stay tuned on that um you can find me on facebook instagram spotify itunes literally any social media platform or music platform that's out there it's all on laningdion.com cool anything else you want to plug before we wrap this one up listen to self-titled <laughs> it's my baby um i'm really proud of the album and i'm really excited to to get it out there and and for more people to hear it so hopefully some Beautiful. aussies listen to it <laughs> All right. I think that uh, sums up this one. Thank you very much, uh, Lenny, Diane, for coming on our show. And thanks for like reaching out. 
Thanks for reaching out. Lady Diane, for some reason, like it. Lady Diane. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. All right, cool. Thank you.